We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. Our goal is to build connections within our society. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. today with my dog and my cat and my bunnies and it was my dog's third birthday yesterday did she have a birthday party she did we sang her a song we gave her a bone and we had a cake for ourselves sweet yes and we are both at home actually so this will be a very fun special um little episode here yes i'm at home with uh, my three puppers so I yelled at them, so now they're all gone. So they shouldn't mm-hmm. bother this episode whatsoever. So today we have uh, another majestic episode for everyone today. But why is it majestic? Well, because we will be discussing everything Disney today with our very special guest. That's right. And I love Disney. I grew up watching it and I'm really excited to talk about it. Absolutely. I, I mean, I grew up watching that stuff like hardcore. It, it was like always Disney. If it wasn't a cartoon, I was not interested. Oh yeah, apart from Mary Poppins, I didn't really like the live action movies, but I love the cartoons. Exactly. And great news is we have a wide uh, variety of Disney in our collection. So anything that we mentioned today in our episode, you're more than welcome to find at our library. Like we have oh, actually quite a bit of Disney at our library. So, so let's get right into it with housekeeping. Remember to register for our winter spring programs. Some are in person and some are virtual. And spaces are limited, so be sure to secure your spot. Exactly. They fill up pretty fast. So, and unfortunately, yeah, there are some limitation capacities. So we've got to make sure that um, we're safe. And if it's online, make sure everyone enjoys it. So, yeah, exactly. Be sure to register. That's super important. Um, You can get your library card online, uh, which is great because our building is still closed. If you go onto our website, uh, there's a library card tab. And if you click on that and it says, get your library card, like get you now, get it right now. Um, Scroll down to Scooch and step two, there is a complete the form, fill out that form, all the attachments, and then you'll be contacted by library staff once uh, the registration is complete. And then you can use your library card. Looking forward in February, we have a new community craft, Watercolour Hearts. Ask for it with your curbside pickup service. We also have a new theme for our adult virtual reading club, Authors of Colour, which coincides with Black History Month. So, so check out online our selection of books. If you see a book you like on our website, just let us know and we can place it on hold for you for curbside pickup. So with February coming up rather quickly with us, uh, new content will be available for our virtual program. So Sarah will have new stories. Um, I will have new content for Coffee and Crib, 
for virtual write-on, there's the calendar. So it's a daily writing calendar where you get prompts daily. So you just follow that calendar. Head over to our website, sgpl.ca. Click on the programs tab. We're in the winter spring programming session and you can check out all our new content for our virtual programs. Up next, we have tech time. Today, we're going to be focusing on placing holds on the track system through our website. To get to our website, type in sgpl.ca. Once you've done that, you'll want to log in. It's in the top right-hand corner. Click on login, enter your barcode without the spaces and the last four digits of your telephone number. Once you've done that, it'll say welcome. And you can go to the trackpad bar, which is just in the middle of the screen. Type in what you're looking for. So it brings up a selection of books, audiobooks, graphic novels. If you're looking for a specific type of material, on the left hand side there is an extensive editor for your searching. So you can narrow it down to book, DVD, CD, whatever it is you're looking for. Also you can click on a button that says available now so it will only come up with items that are currently in the track libraries. You can also go by series and publication date, language, and of course, you can search for your library specifically or just an overall search and know that items you select will be sent to your local library where you'll then be contacted when they come in and you can pick up the book with curbside pickup. If you want to place a request and have it sent to a different library, so if you place it on the Spruce Grove page, but perhaps your nearest library is Onaway, you can select Onaway from the list and the item will be sent directly to there. If you just want to get to Spruce Grove, you can click on one click request and that will instantly place the item on hold for you. Depending on your notification method, email or phone or text, You'll be notified as soon as the item comes in. And currently due to COVID, we are doing curbside pickup. So when you're told an item is being held for you, come to the library, give us a call outside and we'll bring up your account, grab your item, get it packed up for you. One of our staff will bring it out, checked out for you to take home. So when searching for an item, you can also search by different fields, such as title, author, subject, genre, and limit your searches to specific items. If you're still having any trouble, because we know technology doesn't always behave like it should, you can give us a call at 780-962-4423, and we will be happy to place the item on hold for you. Now we are on to... Rescue the book. Every day, books that hold wonderful stories are left sitting on the shelves here at the library, overlooked and at risk of being withdrawn. Each podcast, we're going to highlight two of these hidden gems and tell you a bit about them and perhaps give them a chance to be checked out and saved from the chopping block as we present Rescue the Book. My rescue book pick for this episode, uh, I went with kind of a, our Disney theme that we are uh, um, having for this episode. It's called Enchanted by Alethea Contis, 
uh, woodcutter series book number one. So see, I was smart this time. I made sure to pick the first book and the series. <laughs> yes, because as soon as I saw it was a series, I'm like, I better make sure it's the first book in it and not make the same mistake like I did last time. So this book, I'll just give you a little bit of a synopsis here. Um, it isn't easy being the rather overlooked and unhappy youngest siblings to sisters named for the six days of the week. Main character's name is Sunday. And her only comfort is writing stories, although she write, uh, writes as, what did I write here? I don't know what she writes. Oh, I see. <laughs> so Sunday's only comfort is writing stories, although what she writes has a terrible tendency to come true. Isn't that kind of similar to like Ella Enchanted? Maybe, maybe. So the story progresses and Sunday meets an enchanted frog who asks her about her stories. The two become friends and uh, soon the friendship deepens into something magical. It's a very much a fairy tale like <laughs> fun book to read. Um, so then one night Sunday kisses her frog goodbye and leaves not realizing that her love has transformed him back into Rumbled, uh, the crown prince of Everland and a man Sunday, oh sorry, Sunday's family despises. So it's kind of a fun twist on um, a, a lot of fairy tales. Great read, fun read, easy to read. Um, if you like fairy tales, Disney, or El Enchanted, I would highly recommend this one and make sure to get the first one in the Woodcutter series. My Rescue the Book Pick is The Accidental Time Machine by Joe Haldeman. Grad school dropout Matt Fuller is toiling as a lowly research assistant at MIT when, while measuring subtle quantum forces that relate to time changes in gravity and electromagnetic force, his calibrator turns into a time machine. With a dead-end job and a girlfriend who has left him for another man, Matt has nothing to lose taking a time machine trip himself. Or so he thinks. I found it to be kind of an old-fashioned science fiction that I really liked when I was a kid. Um, it's got a tone that's very much like Bradbury or Asimov. And like I say, I've always been a sucker of time travel stories and this one didn't disappoint. There was details left out that another author might have included, but that was fine with me. It didn't need to all be spelled out. It was a lot of fun to read and I had a, I had a hard time putting it down. Yeah, it was, it was great. It's not very Disney related, but... It was very enjoyable. Now on to what's happening in Spruce Grove. Spruce Grove Fire Services first all-female pump crew. So this is on the City of Spruce Grove's website, sprucegrove.org, and it says Lieutenant Brown, Firefighter Rakels and Firefighter Williams have a combined experience of over 15 years with the city, but this is the first time they've all worked on the same truck together. And Lieutenant Brown says, while I feel pretty lucky to work on the pump any day with all members, it was an especially humbling and proud moment to be a part of Spruce Grove history, especially to do so with two very hardworking, knowledgeable and capable women. So fantastic job, ladies and Spruce Grove Fire Services. With 52 members, we really appreciate how you keep us safe and do such an amazing job. Next, on what's happening in Spruce Grove, I'm going to talk a little bit about Tricalix. I'm not sure if our listeners or community know what uh, Tricala does for our community, and they are a fantastic group. 
so TriCala stands for the Tri-Community Adult Learning and Literacy Association. So they like to uh, help adults further their learning. Their vision is to create a learning community where all learners in the Tri-Area are participating fully and actively engaged in lifelong learning. So they have many amazing courses that they offer. Let me just take a snoop here. Of course, that's loading. Uh, so you can find all their stuff on their website at tricala.ca, um, including their courses and everything about it. So they do have lots of things are virtual because of the COVID and all the mandatory guidelines in place stated by the government. But things like GED preparations, they have everyday reading and writing, everyday math. They have a fun course that's called Let's Get Digital. So for Let's Get Digital, this course helps uh, you gain a better understanding of the device you like to use, whether it's a desktop computer, laptop, phone, or tablet. So you bring your own device, and then it looks like someone helps you um, with your device. Yeah, they're kind of a good pairing with the library in the sense, because we have like e-resources and digital content and it's like well that's great but if you don't know how to use your piece of technology then you have Tricala to help you out. Okay next one so last episode we talked a little bit about Stony Plains new logo. Oh yes it's very smart. It is and we kind of touched a little bit about their new library and we weren't sure where it was kind of like, ah, I, I heard this, I heard this, but we got an official announcement from YRL at their Yellowhead Regional Library. They sent out a newsletter and in it, it said that uh, Stony Plain Public Library is moving to their new building soon. I saw the picture of it. It's gorgeous. I'm very jealous. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just Googled the picture and it's still like the mock-up design, but if it's even an ounce as pretty as it's going to actually be. It's so beautiful. The library staff is going to have full access to their new site on February 1st. So they'll be opening their new library space on March 1st, 2021. Um, and that's the grand opening date, which will be open to the public, assuming the COVID restrictions are lifted in a sense, so, so we can start welcoming people back. So for more information about Stony Plains, new library you can check them out at myspl.ca so our special guest for today is none other than the lovely the talented the fabulous kelsey smut happy to be here <laughs> yes and welcome back. Are you you were with us, and now you're not. So we're all very sad, but we're all very happy you're here. I'm, I'm happy to be to be back with my with my programming team for a little bit. <laughs> we're all on Zoom. Where are you right now, Kelsey? I am in Lacombe now. So quiet little small Lacombe. <laughs> and you're working at the library there, correct? Uh, no, I'm working at the library in Pinoca, which is just a town over, um, and it's even smaller than the one that is here. So I kind of went from a medium library at Spruce Grove to a very teeny one. <laughs> wow. Is it very different? It, yeah, extremely different. Both in like what I have to do, um, because there's only 10 staff at this one, so um, it's a lot of like we don't have dedicated teams to certain things like we did at Spruce Grove 
Um, so like I've gotten to do a lot more stuff than I, uh, like stuff that I didn't get to do in Spruce, mainly around, um, like processing books and I've learned how to mend books and add item records and all that fun stuff. <laughs> and it's very quiet. A lot less patrons coming in in a day. Interview questions for Kelsey. Woo. Here we go. Are you ready, Kelsey? I am ready. Category is podcast interview realness. Yes. Question number one. How, Kelsey, did you start in the library world? Well, um, back in university, which I'm realizing was uh, nine years ago, my goodness gracious, um, I took a one singular library sciences course, and I was like, and that was in my, I think my third or fourth year, so I was a little bit too late to switch my degree entirely, because um, I have an English degree, um, but I was like, I want to work in libraries now. Um, <laughs> so when I graduated in 2017, I that's where I started looking, and I was really lucky to get a job, like, only a few months after graduating at the Spruce Grove Public Library, um, so that was just, like, a huge stroke of luck. I think I, like, had been checking every day for, like, a month and a half and finally something popped up and I was like I must apply. <laughs> We're glad you did. Yeah and it yeah worked out really well. <laughs> and then oh another extra I because I got hired on as a clerk and um, I was also like it was just a series of good luck stuff where um, because of my English degree I was asked to run the writing programs, both the youth writing club and then the adult write night. So that was also shortly after I started working. So that's kind of how I got into the programming side of things. Excellent. Hey, how long have you worked in the library industry? Um, since then, since 2017. Um, and it's been awesome <laughs> and yeah I was lucky when I moved to be able to find a job still within the library world because um that was kind of the the goal was to find a job at a library and I didn't even get this job at the Pinoka library until about a week before I moved so it was very stressful <laughs> well that's cutting it close yeah <laughs> I was really holding on I was like I there has to be something that'll pop up and then my aunt sent me um a notification saying because she lives in Pinoka that her local library was hiring and I was like this is the best timing is your favorite or most memorable moment story about working in the library world now you might have different stories from where you work now to SGPL but share with us your most favorite <laughs> um actually both of them are from when I worked at SGPL because I started working at the Pinoka Jubilee Library like two weeks before the pandemic hit. <laughs> so there hasn't been a whole lot of like stuff going on <laughs> there. But um, I have two. I couldn't decide. And I believe, Courtney, you've talked about one of them before was um, working on the escape room that we did way back when. That's still to this day one of the coolest things that I've ever gotten to work on. 
and it was just very like it was extremely stressful that's an understatement but like once it was done and we like could it was like this tangible thing that people were enjoying and like going through and we could just sit back and be like we created this like it was just so cool to me like I brag about it all the time. I'm like, by the way, did you know I uh, helped plan and run an escape room? And then the other one, I was asked by a mom to write in her son's Oh, the Places You'll Go book that she was going to give to him when he graduated. Um, he was one of the kids in my um, youth writing club. And I was like, oh, I was so touched. I cried. I was like, uh-huh. oh my gosh, this is the sweetest thing ever. <laughs> So yeah, that was a very like it was like one of those moments where you kind of realize you're you're touching people's lives with what you're doing for work. Like it was just really cool. <laughs> That's such a great part of this job, how we can come into people's lives in such a positive way. Yeah, and like you really like you just get to connect with people and make a difference for them and then you like as best as you can and yeah it was just it's so nice (laughs) I think that's like an underrated part of like working in a library that people don't know about you know that like some what we do is not just sitting reading books but we like actually help people out (laughs) yeah Now that you're an expert escape room artist and creator, I'm sure your library is just begging for you to create one for them. I know that was one of the first things that they asked, like wanted us to do. They were like, Kelsey, you should like create one for us. And then, you know, pandemic. <laughs> so we, uh, that's on hold for until we can like actually have people come in again and, you know, actually mm-hmm. be in the library. <laughs> Okay, next question. So, obviously this will probably vary because of COVID and the opening and closing of our libraries, but what do you usually do? What are your day-to-day activities slash routines? So, I guess I'll answer that in like a pre-COVID sense, because like right now we're just doing curbsides. So, it's like mainly just sitting there waiting until somebody shows up and checking in the books. So, on a regular like when people could come into the library type thing. Um, Because it's so small, it was like, it's very much so doing everything throughout the day. So like you'd have some books come through the book drop and so you just like immediately check them in because there's no point to just not because like, we just get so few returns. Um, then like checking the mending shelf to see if there's anything that needs to be mending, if there's anything that needs to be processed, processing new books, processing donations. Um, so like that side of things I didn't really get to do at SGPL um, because mm-hmm. we had a team dedicated to doing those things. Um, so it's been really nice to like learn that side of like that side of the library getting to, you know, make up purchasing lists and, um, like, more of those, more of that kind of the bibliographic services type work. Mm -hmm. So that has been a lot of fun to learn. 
And then obviously, you know, helping patrons, um, shelving books, doing the, the holds pull, which was crazy the first time I did it, mainly because of how like much smaller it was compared to Spruce Grove. Because I remember in Spruce Grove, sometimes you'd get like a pull list of like 300 items. And then I, I, I printed the pull list here and it was 18. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's so small. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a little bit of a pace adjustment when I started working there. What's the new thing, like what, what do you enjoy most out of all the new things you're doing? I really like processing donations and like the new books. I actually, it's like such a, like a random thing. I love taping them. Like I love like doing all like the book binding to like make sure that they can last long. It's just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and so whenever there's like a huge stack and they're like oh who wants to like like can someone tape them all up I'm like I'll do it <laughs> it's so much fun <laughs> excellent well thank you Kelsey for all your honest and amazing answers now we're gonna dive into our fun theme for this episode Disney you know a couple of things about Disney don't you Kelsey only like everything <laughs> Excellent, because I have a quiz at the end of this. Like, I think I pulled some of you from the ones you took in the previous program, and we're going to see how much we actually know about Disney. <laughs> All the ones we don't know, we'll just get rid of. We're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just cut the ones that we don't know. Just be like, mm, we're just not going to include that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll never forget, you stumped me with that one where you're, it was like, which character doesn't talk in like the entire movie? And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. I can't even remember what the answer is to that. Dumbo. Oh yeah. How did I forget that? <laughs> I don't know. But this year for 2021 is some big anniversaries for Disney, which is really exciting. Ooh. I've got some here that I just quickly pulled up. I had to double check most of them just to make sure. Like for example, whoever put Aristocats on there, you liar, that was 2020. <laughs> oh. They had their 50th in 2020, so that's exciting. But Alice in Wonderland had their 70th, and I'm like, 70th? 70th. Oh my gosh. Dumbo is 80th. I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> no. Isn't that crazy? Yes. 80th? Oh yeah. my goodness. Fox that's one of my all-time favorite Disney movies, Dumbo. 40th for Fox and the Hound. Oh, that's another oh, one I love. So oh, it makes you cry and all the feels. Oh my god! So that came out when I was three. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, well, Kelsey, this one will hit us a little harder. Beauty and the Beast is 30. Ah. Who's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 30? Don't, I don't like that. <laughs> um, Hunchback of Notre Dame is 25. Oh my god. And then, because I'm really sad, I hope we can travel again soon because it's supposed to be Walt Disney's 120th birthday this year. I'm like, what? Um, Disney World is supposed to have their 50th kind of diamond jubilee in October. And I'm like, can we travel by then? Because Courtney wants to go to Disney World in October. Yeah, that would be amazing to be a part of. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, that would be such a great time to go to Disney. Oh my gosh. It'd be huge. 
And then if anyone remembers, I might just age myself some more on the show because I really do like doing that. Um, <laughs> if anyone went to a Disney on ice, which I remember, they're turning 30th. <laughs> I, I've 30. never been to a Disney on ice. What, Simone? Have you been to a Disney on ice? Yes. I, I, went, I went to one. Well, it must have been when I was 13 because if it's 30. And, and yeah, I still remember it to this day. It was just magical. And I, there was a big poster in the program and I had it on my wall and I just look at it and go right back to that day when I went to see it. And Aww. I took Iris to Disney on Ice last year and it was, um, they had Coco, Ooh, Frozen and Beauty and the Beast. And I just felt like I was 13 again, just being like, oh my gosh, there's Mickey Mouse and there's Belle. <laughs> just amazing that is so cute i've seen like videos and like photos of it the only ones that freak me out are the fish when they do like finding nemo because the <laughs> fish just looks so weird oh and they have legs yeah so those are the anniversaries now um i have some fun disney trivia i got two links on here throw us the throw us the extremely difficult ones so we can cry when we don't know i'm ready okay number one which two classic actresses inspired Belle's look? Oh, uh, that, that woman in Gone with the Wind. Uh, Vivian Lee. I keep thinking Paige O'Hara, but that's just the voice. <laughs> that's just the actress who voices her. <laughs> inspired by her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have no clue on that. Yeah, I'm going to throw out Audrey Hepburn, but I have no idea for the other one. And then you're going to say you're Simone? Yeah, uh, Vivian Lee. Okay, let's see. Okay, well, I wasn't even close. Judy Garland. Oh, uh, that makes sense. And Julie Andrews. Isn't Mary Poppins technically a Disney princess, kind of? Uh, she should be. <laughs> who is the only Disney princess who isn't actually royalty? I think it's Mulan, right? That's what I was going to say. Because even if she married Chang and you count the second one or whatever, I think they get married. He's not a prince. Yeah, he, he's not royal. He's just like a military man. Yeah, sure. Milan. You sure? Okay. Okay, let's see. Yay, we're all right. Good for us. We got it right. Do, do some older Disney so I can get some. <laughs> okay, well, this one might not be too bad. Which Disney princess had the least number of lines throughout the entire film? Sleeping Beauty. That's what I was thinking. That may, yeah, I would say Sleeping Beauty or, I have no way, but she actually talks like a lot because like she's always with the, the dwarves. She sings <laughs> and stuff, but no, our, our girl Sleeping Beauty doesn't say squat much. Let's do her then. Okay, lock in that answer. Yeah, Aurora. Yay. Oh, for follow up, how many lines did she have in total? Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna take a guess. Fifteen. Simone, what do you think? Seven. Seven. Ooh. I'm gonna go high. Let's go twenty-one. Still not a lot, but <laughs> eighteen, so. Oh, right in the middle of us. Look at this. Ooh. That's still squat. <laughs> yeah. Who was the only Disney princess to have a tattoo? Did Moana have a tattoo? 
I don't think so. Because okay, because I was a dork. I Maui just, had a tattoo, didn't you? Coming. I just watched Atlantis, and I don't know if Kida counts as a princess. She oh, I think that would make sense for it to be Kida. I do not know who Kida is, although I have seen that movie. So you don't, you don't know who Kida is? No, Kelsey's scary. <laughs> I don't know who Kida is, and Kelsey just went right to the screen like. Grr. How dare you? <laughs> the Disney fan going like, "What? How can get off the show?" I'm an old lady. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna guess her or Mulan. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think Mulan. I'll say Kita, even though she, I know she's like, oh, she, she's a queen, but no one ever cares. Like, she doesn't fit that Disney formula yet, so no one really recognizes her. Let's see. Which should. Oh my god. <laughs> I should have known this. Pocahontas. Wow. <laughs> we all suck. <laughs> we do. We're so good at this. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's take a break from the princesses. And this is going to be worse. I got Mickey Mouse Disney trivia. Oh God, this is going to be okay. way worse. Oh no. I did a school report on Mickey Mouse once. <gasps> Simone's going to carry us through. <laughs> I believe in you, Simone. What was the first Mickey Mouse cartoon to be produced in color? Oh my gosh. I oh, wow. Have no clue. <laughs> Mickey and Pluto. Probably a good guess. Yeah. Oh, I know Steamboat Willie, but that was black and white. That was black and yeah. white. Like, I don't know. Oh, I like, like Mickey and Friends. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. Okay, let's see. The band concert. Oh. What short film featured Mickey Mouse's first appearance? Steamboat Willie. It's like the only one I know. Uh, yeah, I support this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Something called plane crazy, like airplane oh. plane. Damn it. <laughs> this is hard. I'll wait till Steamboat Willie's an answer and we're going to get this. Yeah. <laughs> we just gotta keep saying Steamboat Willie for all of our answers. Yeah. All the answers. We will eventually be right. When he was first animated, Mickey didn't have white gloves. In which short film did he start wearing white gloves? Uh, Mickey wears white gloves. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> That's the one. Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> I get one of these right. Okay. The Opry House in 1929. Holy cow. What? When was Steamboat Willie made? Because I feel like if we're like 40 years too soon. <laughs> that was what my whole school report was about. Steamboat Willie. Oh, come on. It was 1928. Like, we're not that far. It was like a year before. How? Oh, he doesn't have white gloves. Oh, my God. Did you guys realize that? He doesn't no. have white gloves with Steamboat Willie. No, Steamboat Willie, he has his black his paws. He doesn't have the white gloves. Oh, he does. Oh my god. Yeah. Mickey. In 1929, Mickey spoke his first words. What were they? Oh boy. That was a good rendition, too. That was a very good Mickey. Thank you, everyone. Um Hi. I'm sorry. You guys heard me on my ET rendition. I don't know if I can do Mickey. That's hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have to try at least. No, I'm just kidding. You know. Gosh. Oh, I'm trying to think what he says. Something like, hmm, I'm taking too much time to think about this. Like, let's go, Pluto. He said, hot dogs. Dang it. That's another one he says all the time. Okay. Last one. Although far less popular than Minnie Mouse, Disney animated a second female mouse character. Who was she and how was she related to Mickey? I, I'm, I, I'd imagine her name starts with an M. Oh. Because Mickey, Minnie. Donald. Well, there was a Mortimer, wasn't there? Like a Mortimer mouse or a Mortimer something? Um, yeah, let's try Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer. <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, do y'all know Mickey had a sister? What? Amelia Field Mouse. <laughs> Absolutely had no clue about that. What? <laughs> That's what I'm Googling. It's not even Amelia Field Mouse. That's quite a fancy name. Amelia Field Mouse. Field Mouse. Totally. Yeah, if you Google image Amelia Field Mouse. Oh, wow. She. Oh, oh yeah. There she is. There she is. Seeing pictures of her. She's, she's kind Maybe. of got a bit of a pompadour at the front. Thank you again, Kelsey, for yeah, thanks for having It was good talking to you. Wait, I don't have my camera on, but yay. Hey, bye. Thank bye. you. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. If you would like to be a special guest or you have any questions, concerns, or have any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at sgplpodcast at yrl.ab.ca. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another Behind the Stacks. Bye.